My name's Adele Onyango and welcome to another episode of Legally Clueless. No, seriously, I have no clue what I'm doing, but I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one. Hey you, welcome to episode 92 of Legally Clueless. Wow. <laughs> it even feels so crazy saying that, but anyway, I'm super excited that you're listening to this podcast. And if this is your first time, welcome to the tribe. Join us on Instagram at Legally Clueless Podcast. And if you want to chit chat about the podcast, I love eavesdropping. <laughs> so on Twitter, use the hashtag Legally Clueless. If you have been part of the tribe from the get-go, we're almost at a hundred episodes. Oh my word. I'm so excited about it. And as we inch closer to that a hundredth episode, I'll tell you more about how we'll celebrate. So this episode features a story that I recorded a couple of months ago that has everything to do with remaining true to yourself, especially as a creative, handling rejection, and so many other insights. Listen to this. When I go to school, I rap for guys. I rap Nazizi's verse. Every Saturday we go there, we write songs, we rap. We are like so many kids from Kasarani, Kayole, Madare, Huruma. We used to call ourselves Islandos. So I really grown up knowing my mom you know our dad died in 97 i was three years so i went to boarding school so i, I used to be given so much money shopping home after one year i got a facebook message from king kaka when i get shows anxiety kicks in what if i perform vibaya what if people boo me and you get these negative thoughts i was featured in a song i did the video i did the verse and they pulled out my verse in that song because i was the only person doing it in you understand that people not liking you it's not on you it's not your burden to carry so that's a story by femi one she is a rapper from here in kenya and you'll hear the story a little later in this episode i am recording this episode at like 9 30 p.m because i figured this is the only way i can avoid the noise from the neighborhood kids they are so irritatingly loud you know my best friend val she lives in an apartment block where kids are not allowed and i never understood it but now <laughs> now i get it the kids in this hood are so loud it is so irritating and what's even more irritating is that they're so innocent they're just doing what kids do but it's y'all <laughs> But anyway, they're silent now. And it's also the perfect time for me to avoid my neighbor who constantly turns on her water pump. Sometimes she turns it on for three hours at one go, which is just so strange to me. But at least now she's also asleep. So, <laughs> so we can record this episode. So the first thing I want to talk about is awards because I have gotten a few tags on Twitter and Instagram for an award that this podcast and also myself have been nominated for. And there are words that are here in Kenya, but from their page, it seems like it's a new organization and they're going to branch out into different parts of Africa as well. My relationship with the words where people have to vote for you is very <laughs> non-existent. <laughs> like I prefer if you recognize either work I've put in or something I've created and you celebrate that. I prefer those type of awards. I have grown not to like the ones where people have to vote for you. I remember when I had just joined Kiss FM, I was probably like three, four years into radio in total. 
And I got nominated for an award as most influential radio present some tag at the time i was super young so i was super excited about it and rallied everybody to like vote for me and stuff like that i didn't win okay actually i was i was nominated for that particular award twice so the first year i didn't win and the second year i didn't win and the second year is when i was like oh my god this shit is really dodgy because they in the lead up to the awards voting was still ongoing the organizers reached out and they were like oh we want to come for an interview on your show and i was like wouldn't that affect the integrity of your awards like that's a bit strange and they had different sponsors one of whom was like a cake house a very well-known cake house in kenya they sent all the nominees cake but they asked us to take a photo and share a photo of the cake on our socials hmm curiouser and curiouser and obviously at this point it's the second year so i'm older now i'm less impressed with like tags and awards and i'm thinking critically so my first issue is data because when you vote for an award or for somebody to win the award they've been nominated in, you'll have to give some form of data. So either your email address or sometimes your phone number, you'll have to give that data. And I, maybe I sound like an, an old, <laughs> over-inquisitive woman. I'm just like, what are you going to use that data for? And then the other thing is, because of the money to be made around awards, I wonder if you have placed me in that category because of the work that I do or you've placed me there because of what you stand to gain. So I start questioning that. And this particular work that Legally Clueless and myself have been nominated for, they also have a category for fitness influencers. One of the nominees is a legend, Eliud Kipchoge. If you're not from Kenya, no, you must know him as well. That man is not a fitness influencer. That man is a legend. (laughs) So when I saw that, I was just like, I don't know, guys. The integrity is a bit skewed. And then the final thing is this word influence. It's so strange to me. It's just so strange. It can be defined, yes, obviously. Like if you check the dictionary, you'll find a definition of it. But what is it? You know what I mean? Like, like what is it? And, and how do we quantify influence? And are we doing things because we want to influence? Or are we doing things because we're living our most genuine and real life. I don't know. I battle with those terms because the category this podcast was nominated for is most influential podcast. I'm not sure what that is. (laughs) I'm not sure what that is. And maybe I'm overthinking because I do that a lot, but I think these are fundamental issues for me. I'm much older now and I'm more aware of if it's an award that I want to get, I, I really want it to be drenched in integrity and to be an award that I'm like, look at all the work that I put in and I was recognized for ABCD. I don't want it to be an award that even I'm questioning, <laughs> you know? And then the other category that I was nominated in is social warrior and i was just like what the fuck is that i really don't know what that is because for example i know i speak about sexual violence a lot and gender-based violence zeroing in on rape but that's because that's my lived reality and i don't want to get raped again And the way we're approaching this issue and we're not solving things, the possibility of that happening is pretty high. I don't want anyone else to go through it. So I I don't know if that's something worth awarding. I don't know, guys. (laughs) 
Again, maybe I'm overthinking, but my best friend's boyfriend, he said, yeah, it's a bit strange, some of the categories, but it's nice to get recognized for these things. And I guess, yes, I could take pleasure in that, but I don't know if that's enough for me. Anyway, so there's that news that came in this week. Also, maybe my reaction to all of this is linked to the week that I've had that has just been strange as fuck. Ah! (laughs) First, I think end year exhaustion is a thing. I'm feeling pretty burnt out. The exhaustion is not only physical. I feel like physical is easy to remedy. I'm feeling emotionally and spiritually and mentally exhausted. I'm trying to remember whether that happens every end year, but I'm feeling it the end of this year, maybe because 2020 was hectic, but also I've like really worked hard. And then this is a year that I've been doing more on my own. So yes, of course, you'll be tired, but hey, (laughs) it's on a whole other level. And this week, I felt it so hard. I even put like my work phone on do not disturb for the entire week. Who does that? I've not been getting phone calls for the entire week. Unless I want to speak to you, like your call won't even make it through. I've never ever had to do that, but I put it on do not disturb and then I forgot. And then three days later, I was like, actually, this is quite peaceful. <laughs> oh my God. Because what get what tends to happen is two things. When you're self-employed or running your own business, you want to say yes to every job that comes your way and pick up every phone call because especially when it's December, because January is a dry month. So December, you try to maximize and make all your revenue in December so it can buffer you through January. So you tend to pick up all the phone calls. You tend to say yes to all the jobs, even the ones you're not really feeling. (sighs) I don't know. I hope it's end year exhaustion plus my period because it's very strange. Okay, let's jump into the song of the week. Oh my word, I really love the song. It is so beautiful. And I don't know why of late I'm really loving... Songs that are really meant for like, you know, sex playlists. (laughs) I think I'm just finding a lot of beautiful black R&B. You know that music, and I've said this in an episode before, that sounds and feels like that feeling when you're putting on your body butter on on your skin, you know, or your sheer butter. Does that make sense? I'm finding myself gravitating more towards music that feels or sounds like that. And more often than not, <laughs> it's songs that you should put on like your sex playlist. This one is, oh, I just discovered her. I don't know why it took me such a long time to discover her. Alex Isley. Oh, her voice is beautiful. And so on this song, it's her, it's Masego, and it's Jack Dine. The name of the song is Good and Plenty. It is so good. <laughs> Even if it's not on like your sex playlist. Like I played while I'm cooking, while I'm writing poetry, while, okay, although my poetry right now is a bit raunchy, so <laughs> bad example, scratch that. While I'm just chilling, it's it's such a good song. It's such a good song and I hope you like it as much as I do. I've put a link to it in the description of this episode. All right, let's jump into 100 African Stories. The storyteller is Femi Wan, who is a rapper, a Kenyan rapper based in Kenya. If you check out the description of this episode, I've put a link to all her social media platforms and her YouTube. You need to check out her music. I've always really had such a soft spot for her. We met probably when I was interviewing her 
back in the day. And her energy has always been so real. So that's what I felt with her. And so I've always just had a soft spot for her. And I always wanted to record her for the podcast. So a couple of months ago, I did. And it was so sweet. She came with a gift, chocolate and a cute little hoodie. She shared such a beautiful story about knowing and staying true to yourself, especially when it comes to the creative world and a lot of other things. I hope you enjoy Femi One's story. A hundred African stories on Legally Clueless. Stories from Africa. My name is Wanjiko Kimani, popularly known as Femi One, and I'm from Nairobi, Kenya. I was born and raised in Kasarani Mwiki. I have an older brother and older sister. It was the three of us and our mom. I went to school, uh, primary school, uh, Morema Primary School, Iko Kasarani Santon. And that's where uh, I started my musical journey. I have an older brother, so he used to really play um, hip-hop and reggae. So you know he's like the firstborn. So wezi shikarimotu, unajua tu kishikarimotu utapigwa, you'll be beaten. Sasa kwa nilu jilete kitu kama iyo. So he used to play the the music and you know you are what you you feed on. So nikanza kukupenda. Nikanza ku, I, I started uh, loving hip-hop and reggae. So I started listening. When he's not there, I could tune in the channel East Africa TV, especially East, East Africa TV. They used to play a lot of hip-hop working at Professor J, Kenya, Ukoflani, Wenyeji and all. So I used to cram these songs. Kwa sababu now, zinachezwa sana mpaka sasa unajipata tu umezijua bila hata wewe kujua so when i when i go to school i rap for guys i rap nazizi's verse wenyeji's verse wenyeji from uko flani so i used to rap to this song and i was really really good at cramming and at delivering the same songs so there was this friend of mine uh, her name is Samantha. We were, we were like in class six or seven. She used to rap. There was this program called Maisa. I don't know if you know Maisa, Madare Youth Sports Association. So she was in this program. They were taking in kids from Islands, but Kasarani is not really Kasarani Ocha, Ukomikini Ocha. They used to take kids like kids who are talented. If you're playing football, you go play football. If you're dancing, you go dance. If, if you want to rap, there's a program for that. So there was this friend of mine. She was from, I've said, Samantha. A very big shout out to Samantha. Uh, she was told, you, you know, there's this girl who really raps. Maybe you could be friends. Nini, nini. So she took me to the program. Yeah, Maisa. And our mentors were Wenyeji from Ukoflani. So we used to go there, we rap, we write songs on Saturday. That's on Saturday and we're in primary school. Every Saturday we go there, we, we write songs, we rap. We, we are like so many kids from Kasarani, Kayole, Madare, Huruma. We used to call ourselves Islandos. So I've really grown up knowing my mom, you know. Our dad died in 97, I was three years yeah, yeah. We, we didn't really have a relationship with my dad because I was three years old. I can't remember anything. I don't know him. Yeah. So I used to rap at home. Now our our mom is the mother and the father. So Hana your time. Hana anatoka asubuhi, anarudi usiku by nine. Probably ni melala. You know, we, we really didn't have that time. Yeah, yeah, familiar. She she used to take off on Sundays. But other than that, we were really, we were good. Like, yeah. to everything, we have food shelter yeah. we're going to school vizuri so she she used to support like yeah. instead of of me staying at home and in, engaging in these other activities <laughs> she was very she was like yeah you, you you're doing something you're doing something instead of saturday and sunday uko home unazurura uko kwa mta you're doing something so she, she actually used to give me bus fare because we used to go to Madare. That 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 was the headquarter for Maisa. We used to meet there. So there was this platform called Wapi. 
happy words and pictures it used to happen at british council so wenyeji they would go there and they would bebas yeah. so wakipewa platform wanatupea pia sisi tuna rap tuna rap actually guys knew us from your time wapi watu wale watu huyu wale watu wana rap wale watu we like 13 tuko class 7 unaona lakini tuna rap like tuna rap kweli tuna rap so tukiwa wapi wase like wase walikuwa natujua like wale wase calligraph alianzia wapi octopizo tulimuona huko wapi king kaka alikuwa na yani wapi was huge it really created a, a very big platform for for hip hop artists especially hip hop artists yeah. so we went to high school and now kila mtu akitukaenda different high schools but me and Samantha because we are from the same hood we used to keep in touch tukitoka tukifunga shule we meet up we continue with what we do we rap nini nini i went to gakarara at that time it was gakarara but now it's st peter's it's a boys school yeah it and it was that bad so <laughs> Moranga it's in Kandara a place called Kandara but i really had a, a very uh, high school lilikuwa poa because i was now the last born my my brother Mimaliza, my sis is in CG form 3 me i'm in form 1 my brother and sister they went to day school my mom anapenda kukuwa close na watoto wake ana akona huruma sana anaturumia you know you know how moms are so i was the first one to go to boarding school because i was the brightest nilipita <laughs> So I went to boarding school so I, I used to be given so much money yani nilikuwa na do niki nikifunga shule naenda na shopping home like nilikuwa na do so high school nilikuwa tu sawa nilikuwa bado na rap mimi napenda ku rap like nilikuwa tu bado na rap nimeenda hapo high school Moranga wasi wanaona wenu wa Nairobi wana kutreat different yani anyway i used to i used to still rap uh, in high school and then in like form 2 there was this chick who went to the library and then akapata gazeti yangu like tukiwa wapi tulikuwa tunapigwa mapicha tukifunga tunaenda tunaperform so tunapigwa tukapigwa picha there was this competition ya chagolatinis we won tukapigwa picha kwa gazeti and it was kwa gazeti and then this girl was like oh sini my first name i won't mention it oh sini nani oh sini nani kikai and we really don't talk about this but we really need to talk about how teachers wana they treat kids you know my my school teacher in primary school alikonaitwaje class teacher alikonaona ni kama ile kitu unafanya ni mbaya it's like my mom is neglecting me when when the class is over ananiambia nibaki nyuma anaanza kunihoji why are you doing this nini and nikuimba tu siati ni there's something deep siati siati ni child abuse it's not child abuse So in high school it was different uh, the, the teachers were really embracing it so I cleared high school Samantha uh, got a family and now I had to to start the journey alone because now she she has her family she has her husband and she's not really into this music so I had to start alone when I was leaving high school I knew I wanted to do something with media mass communication or something but I at that time siko najua I would really take my music career serious because I knew this is something I do part time you know I didn't knew I would add 
take that path yeah so after i finished high school that one year aka break alafu you go to college so i i reached out to this friend of ours eli sketch he's a very good uh, rapper so he took me in he used to mentor me we go to the studio we record songs and then after one year i got a facebook message from king kaka yeah you know kaka used to see me at wapi like yeah. anajua madem wana rap watu yona rap and he told me i have this song called ligiso i'd love you to do a verse Yeah. <laughs> in high school, in high school, uh I, I don't know, I don't know where this come from, but people really see me as a leader. I I used to be chosen as prefect mm-hmm. and then I was chosen as a head girl in high school. Like means I wasn't the snitch type. I was just uh, you just do your thing. Mimi I'm here to do my thing. Ni so many and the whole. I was at a conference. We used to do this conference for for kids. I can't rem- I can't really remember the name, but w- when we close school like one week we go for these conferences. I was at Multimedia, Multimedia University. We had a conference there and I got this text from King Kaka. I was excited like King Kaka, King Kaka. He was big. He was like at his prime, you know. So I told this friend of mine Eli Sketch because he was like my mentor then, my manager, my yeah. So I told him, "Yo, King Kaka has reached out. He wants me." Hey, he told me this is good. This is good, Nini. After I was done with my conference, we went we went uh we recorded. Kaka told me, "Yo, me I like your vibe." nini i'm 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 really not the talkative type like i'm very reserved yeah. so um at first kwanza when i came into i was very shy i i was i wasn't talking to anyone so i go to the studio i i meet petra yeah. petra was recording her verse as well and kaka and provoke so mimi i just chill there i stay quiet i wait for my turn i record and i go home and after after i went home kaka text me he, he told me yo i really like your verse your verse is very very dope and then after like some few weeks we we shot the video it was released and guys really loved my verse and after like one year kaka kaka uh, reached out with Uh, his manager Dennis and they told me oh, we have a plan we, we would like to sign you and that's how I got signed to Kaka Empire I wasn't really scared I mean it's gonna join me omoka but it was kai kumbe ndio safari ilikuwa inaanza aki me i knew i was set you know you know i really didn't didn't have a picture of how the industry works me i knew it's you record song you do a video it hits you you go back to the studio you record another one it hits and you are live eh and you are just successful just like that so me i knew yo this is something and at that time pia my mom was really alikuwa ananipima ananiangalia na anashindwa do you want to do with your life do you want to go to college or university or you want to do this So when I got signed to Kaka Empire they used to give me monthly allowance. So I was I was like 20 21 but I had my money me I was set. Una na sitishi mom doya nguo or doya bus fare or anything. So she 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 pimiad me and she was she was like I, I think she she realized that i know what i want like yeah. i have my life set up like yeah. nikosawa so she, she she was comfortable with it she really didn't push me to go to college yeah. see do nini yeah so i started recording with kaka empire alafuna at that time at, at, oh at that time we had labels but kaka empire was starting mm-hmm. yeah i was the first artist they signed mm-hmm. yeah so it was something walikuwa wana put together tuna figure out vitu pia together yeah mm-hmm. so it was like a journey for them and a journey for me as well um i was like a, a pick me when i when i came into the industry i was really scared of what people would think of me mm-hmm. and i had really bad anxiety ile kitu ile kunanipatia anxiety wasiwasi i was always scared when i get an interview i'm always like 
what will I say if I say something wrong people will will hate me they will judge me so I wasn't really opening up when I get shows anxiety kicks in what if I perform vibaya what if people boo me and you get this bad bad negative thoughts I had really bad anxiety because I want people to like me I'm in the public eye but with time with time I came to realize it's not everyone who will like you and there will always be people who will hate for no reason you know and i think it's it's a journey it's a journey it's a process and that's why, and that's why people say respect the process or respect the journey because i think it builds character because right now i think people people think like i'm cocky or i'm rude or and and it's not like that it's just me i'm over these things yani me there's nothing you can tell me yani me i don't care what people think about me i used to post pictures i go check comments if someone has said negative thing i delete ah miss i me i don't me i don't care by the way i may sound arrogant or ignorant but yeah it's 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 a journey it is what it is it is and i think people should should understand that it's a journey you you get into this thing not knowing so many things and the more you are in it the more you you get to understand it and the more you get to understand how people are you understand that people not liking you it's not on you it's not your burden to carry you just focus on the good and the good is kuna watu wengi sana on the the negative ones need a few a few people and they will always be there yani you have to live with it and understand it um i think with me it happens when i get the news like you have a performance on this day and poo, pressure pressure gas imeja two days like three days to the performance to the interview i get to relax now i take it in i take it in and i'm just like me i can i can do this thing i can do it i prepare myself i think with myself is all about preparation yeah i prepare myself so when the d day comes i'm i'm there i'm always asking my manager do you know me will i manage this you know i need those affirmations and i just do my thing i think with also with the uh, anxiety and the pressure it it makes you doubt yourself it makes you d- and and i feel like i've lost so many opportunities because of that because ukona unaji question sayote ukona wasiwasi ukona anxiety and i think i've lost so many opportunities because of of not of of no of not uh, believing in yourself because you you are in front of people how you interact with people no go pa ukona wasiwasi will people think of me you're, you're not going there with confidence i think tipito was my first commercial song and it did very 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 well i i got really so many shows after that and after tipito i was trying to look for another tipito and i think that's where most artists go wrong when i go to the studio i record i'm like no this this iwezi i record another one i'm like no me not after tipito not after hit song me not after tipito and it's evil it's not like that so by by the time i'm realizing what what am i doing i haven't released music in one year like so i have to start again guys do you remember me mini femi one what tip tom nani kumbuka so i think eh, it was it was hard it was hard so i had to come back again i do i do rap songs I, and with me i have always been from the days of wapi because people knew me as a rap artist as a cypher artist ulem demo ama freestyle so i had to to break from that to actually being an artist mwenye 
who can actually write songs good songs and kids can can sing along to these songs and older people can sing along to and it took me so many years and hard work and there were and there was always people trying to manzezi mimi napenda ule femi wan ule there's always people who want to you to remain the same i think pio it really dragged me down because i had fans from back then who were like no what is this you're doing we want the femi wan the femi wan the rapper and people don't really understand it it's very hard for a rapper a freestyler a cypher artist or a rapper to make that transition to being an actual musician it takes a lot of hard work a lot of hard work and a lot of time every now and then you have to revolve as an artist with the with this with the music you're making you have to outgrow you you try new things yeah and i think that's also something that really dragged me down and king kaka if he tells me no i know like he wants the best for me he's in my team like akisema no najua he wants he wants the best for me and he can't awezi kubali i put something out there that is not up to par yeah. or up to quality so we, with him it's always with concerning music like oh, how do you feel this song we, sh- we should shoot this one and he's like no you need to do this this and this so with him i think uh it wouldn't even bother me if he says no yeah but we, with other artists in the industry nimekula wano mingi sana hapa nje kusema kweli let me tell you i was i was once in a song i was featured in a song i did the video i did the verse and they pulled out my verse in that song because i was the only person doing it in sheng and at that time it really didn't click to me that this was classism you know nilikuwa too like maybe verse yangu ni mbaya maybe ah and i was like and a few years later because i was new i was like 22 20 and a few years later nilikuwa like guy yani wasole nifanye hivi wako serious they called us they called us and they were like you know femi didn't fit in sijui nini ah nilikuwa like ah ni sawa anyway and a few years juzi i actually tweeted about it when there was this shame conversation going on and i was guys this these people did me wrong aki but you know with me i've always known i'm good like and and me doing it with shame ata kwaligi so i was the only person doing it in shame i knew this is this is me this is me i've grown up speaking in sheng speaking in kiswahili i can't fake to be another person atinyanze kurapopa na kizungu it's it's not who i am and there's so much power in being who you are the right people will love you for who you are and ni iko tu hivyo and i've seen it with, with especially me because i've i've never i've never want to be anyone else apart from me and i think with that imenifungulia a lot of opportunities and that's why even after so many after league so i think i'm the only female artist who is still doing it so yeah wali ntwanga kwa ngoma <laughs> but but you know with with artists when we meet we talk eh ni aje tufanye song eh tufanye and then you don't talk for another due to years you meet again so we we do something yeah we should we should yeah and then you don't meet so it really doesn't bother me yani i think nime nimekubali nimekubali watu kusema no and this is very interesting by the way when i first reached out to major it was uh, before before i, I did tp2 i was rapping i was rapping and i was like man i really need to get my music out there in clubs i'm going to clubs i'm listening to others people music and i'm like kwa nini muziki yangu aichezwi kwa clubs and my management told me you need a commercial a commercial song and at that time akina nani walikuwa wanacheza kwa club sana the council so i reached out to major and i told him yo major me i love to i'd love to work with you and he was like no right now no the type of music you are doing aitaingiana na my style and i was like okay and so a few years later i did tipito and i was at home 
uh, major was doing an interview and he was asked uh, and he was like yo mina penda tifito and i was like yes <laughs> now it's the time you know so i reached out to him so you know part of people saying no uh, sometimes like major i understood like even me say you can't really reach out to me unyambia you want to do a song with me i have to listen to your songs if i i feel you're not ready i'll just tell you you're not ready maybe we do this a few years later i don't really take it negatively yeah i don't really take it ne- unless you're really looking down upon me or unanitrit vibaya then i will take it negatively when i was new i was like man Um, um especially I'm a chick you know with a, with a guy who speaks shengs or does his music in sheng and onekana kosawa like it's it's what he's supposed to do even even with us female uh, rappers we don't get equal opportunities because the society feels like it's a man's job it's not a female's job yeah i've been to those instances where people look down upon you and then with time and especially now with gengeton with everything people now realize what wow, this thing is really working because in kenya we are a sheng speaking nation you know we speak kiswahili it's it's who we are it's our identity and now they want to come back to us and they are like hapa ndio mali wase wako hawa ndio wako na numbers they have the numbers they have the people we need them it's it's like now they realize that they start reaching out to you utawezana uh, we recorded the song in january and we shot uh, the video a few weeks later and then covid happened and my manager was like yo femi we can't release this song now let's let's just wait and chill like every other artist every other artist everyone was like just let's wait and, and and see what will happen next and at that time my my manager told me go to the studio because i really felt like my my fans and the audience really needed content from me so i went to the studio i did a freestyle about covid and i and i put it out it it really went viral and my manager was like yo you're very very visible this is we should release utaweza and i was like no mimi yongoma i knew it would be i knew it would hit and i was scared of it being of overshadowed by covid so i was like no me ngoma i tattoo waste tulieni and he was like for me this is that and nikasema you know what let me just take this risk so we put we put the song out and in, in the back of my mind because i knew the schools were closed guys were not going to work everyone was on panic mode people started discovering tiktok and doing challenges because everyone is idol in the back of my mind i was like okay let's re- release it i have a, a plan a plan of how we will push this song so when the song was out i i told guys yo do the challenge send me but i knew this song would be good it it was it was very very good i knew it would hit in kenya especially in kenya like kenyans love that content yeah. i knew it would it would be good and especially and it was something different it was, it was a conversation you know the creativity was on point everything was on point so i i told people send me send me the challenges on the first day i got so many videos yeah. i i post i post on the fourth day the song went viral and i got so many yani simu yangu hata sikwa na simu i had an iphone 6 ili going over hit no na simu itanilipokia aki because i'm posting over 100 videos in a day and they are coming in and i got this call from a tanzanian presenter the song was trending on on number 33 i had yani bad anxiety yani ananipigia ananiambia yo your song your song is trending on number 33 i was like no i'm not doing interviews let me let me call you back i, I was on panic mode i didn't really know my phone is blowing up and i don't know i was i wasn't prepared i wasn't prepared for the outcome i cooled down i i started talking to taking interviews in tz uganda and you know utawezana is like the the first song from east africa it was trending on the same time in tanzania uganda 
back in Kenya yani it was big it was massive and it was the first song to hit in Tanzania after 10 years yeah no 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 Kenyan Kenyan song yani to be that big in Tanzania the last time a Kenyan song was that big in Tanzania is 10 years ago and it's DNA Banjuka so it was very big yani o Tanzania walikuwa na shanga who is this how, how is this happening so it was very very big and i was just happy i, I didn't i didn't really celebrate or buy a cake at go out because covid happened but i was just i was happy like actually people were giving me so much attention right now after all the years of putting people are interested in my music people are interested in my brand i think that was a win for me and i was very happy utawezana was like 6 million in like one month it's it's something that has never happened in kenya for it to happen for me it means like I've really worked for it and God is showing up for me right now it was I was just happy like all the years I've put in work so with my experience with Tipito let's go back there yeah. I was looking for another hit song like Tipito and after one year I realized yo I haven't put out content out because I'm looking for a hit song and it, it doesn't work that way you just put out content whatever music hit watch I hit and yeah hit watch nayo go back to the studio record another one release music and I think I learned from that so with Dutawezan I didn't have any pressure honestly yeah. speaking guys were telling me will you ever record another song after me I'm not looking for a hit song aki I just want to be consistent and release music out there mm-hmm. and music that I know I, I do good music if you see me releasing music me I know it's good whether it hit ni sawa iki hit ni sawa isipo hit pia ni sawa go back to the studio record another one I release that's my that's my goal right now to stay consistent and to release more music I don't have any pressure at all I think I've been there and I learned from that. Yeah. One one thing I fear is failure. Yeah, especially being a failed artist. I want to make money out of my music and live off my music. So these achievements like with my career um I opened up for Tiny Tempa. Hey, I opened up for Tiny Tempa years ago at Jamison Live. That's big for me. I performed at Boiler Room. Yeah, that's that's also very big for me. I did Trace Live. I I was featured on Remy Martin campaign. I feel like I've achieved a lot utawezana. Uh, 10 million in like it's been how long? The first song to hit in Tanzania after 10 years to trend in Uganda. You know Uganda it's like they are in their own country, they speak their own language, their music with Kenya and Tanzania we speak Kiswahili so to understand. I feel like I've really have achieved a lot. Especially with with like the language I use in my music, I'm very comfortable and I'm proud of who I am and I know people there are people who will love me for for that. Uh, but with music I'll I'll always go back to hip hop because that's where I started. So I'll do these pop songs, I'll do these commercial songs, but I'll always go back to hip pop it's balance you know but and i think my my next song will show people like i can still rap i can still speak about issues that are affecting the society so for me it's it's um about balancing um especially with we female artists the industry is male dominated one so we don't really get so much opportunities as the male artists and also most of the gatekeepers are men 
Yeah, but with me, I think I haven't really experienced that so much because of my management Kaka Empire, you know. There's that bridge. They are like the the middle people. They reach out to the producers. We want our artists, we want to come to your studio and then me, I go. But there, there haven't really been those instances because I also love working with people I've started from the scratch with. Like my producer Rico Beats to Meanza from way, way, way back. So we've really grown together. He understands me. I understand him. He's like now my friend so we we do this thing together but i've also worked with other producers who have really frustrated me yani just find someone mwenyana kuelewa someone you will grow together with and do your thing with him the only thing i regret is not believing in myself so much when i was new in the industry yeah that's all because i feel like i missed so many opportunities and my journey took so long that's all i yani mimi with me adela i understand this thing is a journey it's it's a journey yani you have to you have to go through certain things to understand certain things with creatives na feel ni kama sisi wote we we have anxiety and pressure it's like there's no sane creative like mwenye ako tu sawa naishi normal life i don't know what mbaka mbaka it's like it's normal like it's and, and it shouldn't i also feel like it's not siule mavu na siupungufu it's not something that you should be ashamed of yeah just embrace it and it's a journey with time itapungua with time itapung you, you just know how to deal with things and it's not something to be ashamed the words that i live by are believe become yeah because if you believe in yourself like i always knew add amount to something i always knew imziki tanpeleka mali and i believed in that and that's I put in work and I leave the rest to God and also something that I've learned God God is very fair there's no way you can be putting in work for 3 years 5 years and they go down the drain just like that you you just keep working your your day will come catch more african stories in the next episode of legally clueless oh man i really enjoyed that story <laughs> it's so funny how she was like oh i've gotten so many noise in this industry And I love that she talked about handling rejection. I think I did an episode about that, especially as I branched off to start doing my own thing and you pitch to a company and they either just ghost you or say no. Wah. <laughs> It's not easy to navigate. What is so crazy is that people would actually erase her from a song just because of the language she speaks. And it's just so shameful. You know what I mean? So, so shameful. Ooh, I also like the part where she talks about anxiety that comes not when things are not going right or maybe like sparked off by fear of failure, but like when things are going really well. And I have to do my research on that and maybe I'll ask my therapist because maybe it's linked to imposter syndrome. I think I feel that a bit where if things are going right and something great has been achieved and people congratulate me or reach out to either talk about that particular thing i really want them to stop <laughs> it becomes such an overwhelming feeling that it morphs into anxiety which i must say again i have been diagnosed with it so because some of these terms are used very loosely and that could actually be not a good thing so if you do feel like you have certain symptoms and you have access to a trained professional we could just go in there's some comfort that comes when you can attach a name to a feeling that you're feeling i felt that comfort once i had a name for my anxiety before oh man first there was a point i thought it was 
all says. Because <laughs> ah, there's a point my anxiety would only manifest as like gut issues and my stomach would just be in pain. I was so sure I had ulcers. And then, you know, the sweats, the feeling like you can't breathe. I actually felt that last night, right before hosting a moth main stage. You feel like like a, a tissue or something has been... <laughs> I know that sounds so weird, but like, like something is obstructing you from and your body from receiving air and there's nothing. So you can imagine going through that, not knowing what it is and the panic that comes with that. And then the peace of mind when you're told, A, you're not losing your mind. B, there is a name for this and see there's a way to cope with it. So I do advocate for actually going in if you feel like you have certain symptoms and not just attaching certain words to conditions. <laughs> Which is funny because I'm that person who whenever I feel any now physical <laughs> physical issues with my body, I am those people who go to WebMD so quickly. By the time I'm going to see my doctor, I'm just like, hey, sir. <laughs> So I've just read I have 22 hours left if you don't do ABCD and my doctor normally just laughs and he's like it's so hectic and what's cool is that one of my doctors currently actually knew my mom and says that my mom was as inquisitive as I am and I ask very many questions just like she did and you know what that's how she raised us but wow I have really sidetracked from Femi One's story. <laughs> Back to what I was saying, when she talks about anxiety that comes when things are great, I really felt that because I was like, oh, sis, I hear you. I hear you on that note. So make sure you check out her music. I have put a link to all of her pages in the description of this episode. She's an awesome human being. So real. Has not changed since I met her. And I hope you dig her music as well. So I have, because as I started off this episode by saying I have been experiencing like some level of exhaustion or something I don't know what it is but just it basically led to me not checking the hotline on the days that I'm meant to but I'm going to get back on that this week so what the hotline number is is where you can send your story demo in case you want to share your story on this podcast all you have to do is just record a one minute voice note on whatsapp telling me a bit about the story you want to share and then when you send it to the hotline, we'll talk about it a bit and set a date and time where I can record your story virtually. So wherever you are in the world, I can record your story. And the hotline number is plus two five four. I still haven't memorized it. Seven six eight six two eight seven nine zero. That is also the number you can, if you hear something you relate with on this podcast and you want to chit chat about it, you can send me a voice note about that to the hotline number as well. My name is Maggie and I just listened to episode 69 where I heard you play someone's voice note. Uh, and I thought this is something I really like to do uh, to tell you how much I enjoy listening to your episodes. For this period uh, that we've all been home, most of us who've been able to stay home, uh, my life has really, really changed. And not only because of COVID, but generally this year, my life has really, really changed. And I lost a lot of friends and it's just been a period of reshaping, structuring, learning to, you know, build from where I am and move forward. It's not been easy. So when I hear people's stories of how they overcame impossible situations, people 
very different people from you know different places such a variety of stories it helps me normalize the narrative of how it's okay to be okay to not be okay i mean and even when you talk about uh the things you go through in your in your life you know your your day-to-day struggles the big ones and the small ones it really encourages me even when you're able to laugh through you you really like laughing and i find that it's amazing how you're able to laugh through the struggles and the pain because at the end of the day that's really what makes life beautiful life is imperfect and yeah i just want to thank you for helping me uh go through this period uh mine was just to appreciate you and to tell you how much i enjoy what you're doing thank you so much maggie i am so happy that you resonate with this podcast with the stories and even with my bits i remember when i started the podcast and i made this mistake It's not a mistake, but you know how I always say that I want to interact with everybody who's talking about the podcast. Sometimes it goes horribly wrong. And there was this one guy who's like, oh, I like the podcast, but Adele talks too much. And I was just like, oh my God, what? Okay, maybe I need to just shut up and go directly into the story or whatever. And I had to catch myself and be like, where? We left traditional radio to create a space where you can do what feels right with you. You can be as genuine and honest every week and you can create a space that is comfortable warm and happy for you first as Adele because traditional radio was not that for me for 10 years it was not that so I had to catch myself and remind myself that please please don't people please do what feels right with you and you're not everybody's cup of tea and that's okay just as Femi once said actually that's okay and so when I do get audio notes or chats where somebody's like oh I remember you said ABCD how is this going or I completely agree with this or blah 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 I'm like oh so they actually listen to (laughs) what I'm saying (laughs) where this life but thank you so much Maggie I really do appreciate your voice note and yeah you can send yours too on the hotline number so again if you're new to this podcast there's new episodes every single monday and i am not taking a christmas break from the episodes if you take a break from listening that's okay the episodes will be there when you resume in january that's fine ah another thing when we hit episode 100 i am not ending the podcast on that episode i've seen a few tweets about that and i'm just like i didn't say that I didn't even allude to it. We're having so much fun. Why would we stop now? (laughs) So, no, that's not going to happen. I guess the 100 African story feature will now just mean hundreds of African stories or some lame thing like that. Oh, and then remember, you can catch this podcast on Trace Radio if you're in Kenya every Monday, Wednesday and Friday at 9 a.m. and at 8 p.m. Just go to traceradio.co.ke for the list of frequencies. That's it for this episode of Legally Clueless. You can share this podcast with your friends. You can keep it for yourself. I'm not judging. Just make sure you're here next week for the next episode.